Welcome back, everyone. This is Eric Ellison with the Digital Education Podcast. And if you've been listening, we're coming up on four years of doing this. And this was really started as a, a dare. A friend of mine kind of called BS on me, said, I don't know the people that I'm talking to and about because I was having these great conversations. We're sitting around a fire pit. And so the story about the Digital Education Podcast is, is a place where I've just had an opportunity to gather friends gather educators, gather people who just love what we do and just have conversations about it. And we do it unedited like we would if we we're on drinks or at coffee or just chatting in the teacher's lounge. And so one of the interesting things that happened to me was I find people that will, will encourage me and say, hey, I've listened to your podcast and this was really good or this was really helpful. Um, I actually met, met Becky Midbo when I was in Northwest Washington on a school visit. And um, she was the one, she's like, hey, I actually shared your podcast with that person and this person and this person. So for me, it was this great um, encouragement. And so Becky, we're going to jump into some of your reflections on what you've taken from the podcast and maybe some kind of best of. But before we dive deep into that, Give us a little bit of your story as an educator. Okay, well, thank you so much, Eric, for the honor of having me as your guest. And a bit of my story is that, you know, I was I was raised in a very loving Christian home and um, I thankfully entered the educational profession um, a bit later in life. I started my family first and then um, decided to go to school to get my teaching certificate when I was 26 and and felt really called to the public school system. And so I served in our local school district for about 25 years and and um, found such great joy in doing that and had um, my husband and I were transitioning to the next phase of, of possible retirement. And so I had retired for a year, but then there was a need at our local private school um, for a one-year interim high school principal. And so um, since I was looking at part-time, it ended up I was able to do a job share with a retired pastor for one year. And, um, and that was in the 2019-2020 school year and and you know as we know willing to go willing to stay um it was such an amazing school year and then of course um covid hit in in that spring of 2020 and and we can see in hindsight how the lord used that time for us but um Anyway, we were able to select a new high school principal, and then there was another need in the district. It's at Linden Christian Schools, the, the private school that I mentioned, and I was able to be inclusion specialist at the middle school level, so I got to do some teaching and uh, last year and then they did have a need with the retirement of our special service coordinator they restructured her position to director of learning um, and so that's what i'm the director now this year half time with the district and and so it was definitely rewarding to to meet you and your team and and then now to have reflected a bit more about what has transpired since 2020. Well, and I love the fact that as we jump into some of your reflections on the podcast and some of the things that you've pulled out, that 
you're an educator through and through, right? You've been doing it for a long time. You chose to go into it a little bit later in life. You've been in public schools. You've been in, you know, private religious schools. You've been in leadership. You've been in the classroom. You've been in middle school and the high school. And, and so that's exciting for me. It's like, okay, here's somebody that, that, that understands the gamut of what we see as educators. And especially now, even in these last couple of years where it's like, okay, how do we get you know, through the COVID pandemic, and then what does school look like on the back end? And what does it look like in the future? And what do we hand off to future educators? So, all right, so I'm just going to jump in. Give us the first reflection or the first thought from the podcast, like what's something that that you pulled out and said, hey, you know what, this was really good. Okay. Well, prior to this broadcast beginning, you had mentioned, you know, that just in society, we need some good news. And that's what, if you recall, um, one of our actors, John Krasinski, had some good news. And that's what we pretty much modeled um, our approach. I, I had a poster in the background that said the LCH um, remix, and it had the same logo as what he had had with SGN. And so my takeaways in listening to the podcast, definitely the Lord used um, so many um, different sources, resources, avenues, and then with the day and age of podcast and, and other blogs, we can really capitalize on any of our down moments. And so I really came away with, again, reflecting on, on the last two years, the three main areas that I landed on were relationships, um, reflective practices, and, and then I was thinking resiliency, but it actually is just the, the ready, being ready um, for whatever is coming next. And so I can, you know, share, a, you know, a couple of um, episodes because, again, I did find when I did the quick search on, in my email of how many times I had communicated, either with the families back in the spring of 2020 or the staff, um, but definitely um, the school board, the administrative team, just sending them one of these podcasts um, to inspire them in, in any one of those three main areas. So, so let's pull that first, because okay. I think it's, it's so much out of relationship. Yeah. Right. And that's where you started with. And that's where, you know, like this relationship and this conversation starts with is just meeting you on campus. Right. And we think about the strained relationships in our in our communities and in our schools and in our society today. What what was something that really grabbed at you and said, you know what, here's why relationships or here's how we just need to do it better or think different about you know, creating a community of relationships? Well, definitely, um, John, is it Eckert or Eckert's, Eckert's, um, your colleague, friend, um, his, his um, episode about what's next, engagement, feedback, and relationships. I really pulled a number of things out of that. Um, episode and know that another part of my background with with working part-time um, when I came on as the interim high school principal is I had already planned a trip to Kenya Africa and at the same time that I went on that trip I was reading um, you know practicing the presence of God by brother Lawrence and then I paired it with the book practicing the presence of people by Mike Mason and it just really fed into what John was saying about um, you know no matter who we're um, working with um, it's 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 about 
you know, reflecting, or it's about him reflecting, you know, the image of God reflecting um, through them. So John had mentioned, number one, engage kids' minds, and two, give um, good feedback. And um, basically, you know, the interpersonal pieces is, you know, I care about you, but it's it's about being present in, in the moment. And haven't we seen that even more so as there are so many different narratives happening out in society. Um, and we just have to keep that that curious stance of, of listening, you know, of asking, being willing to listen and, and build relationships, even if we might have differences. Um, but then again, at the same time, be reflecting. So in that relationship, and, and we, you know, it's, it's interesting, you do self reflection, but I think schools have been so bad at how do we do the, 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 the reflective practice in relationship with each other, right? Right. So when you think about, you know, kind of that reflective practice that, that you kind of highlighted and then relationship, like how or, or what what are some things that you ca- you you will pull that from from others? But then how even in your professional life, it says, you know what, you can reflect individually, but really the depth and the growth comes from doing it as a team or as a group or with others working on similar issues. Mm hmm. And that's where the the blend of the time of solitude, along with the time of community is so critical, you know, paying attention to that inner sanctum and, and our time of abiding in the word and in prayer and worship and singing um, in order to be ready for those times that we are in community teaming together. Um, one of the things that I'd sent to the school board um, in May then, okay, so that first thing that I had shared, with that was in April following our March um, 2020 shutdown. But in May, when I wrote to the, the school board, I talked about, I called it the digital bombardment. It was real. But um, it's also, it's looking then for the silver linings. And so we gained fluency and using new tools during that time. We also found that face-to-face is irreplaceable. Um, You know, students witness their teachers, their parents, and other leaders exhibiting huge um, levels of humility and transparency and vulnerability. Um, There were critical decisions that needed to be made fast. I mean, our staff, honestly, we shut down on Friday 2020, and we were ready four days later on a new um, Schoology platform. And how the Lord brought in people to support, and again, relationships that we had already had. We had a, a lady named Sandra Paitko, and she was working on her doctorate in instructional technology. So she just brought to the table of our teacher leaders and admin, okay, this is the route we could go. What do you think? And and so, um, yeah, the, those were the main um, elements, again, of, of relationships that had happened, but then strengthening them. I, I mentioned to the board, you know, we could have a tendency to criticize, but um, we have to um, pair the, you know, but I'd found that everybody was pairing it with a growth mindset and, and they were providing some credible alternatives and we definitely had to triage, you know, during that time. And so we developed some good strategies of building empathy, compassion and care. And, and so we continued to see how the burdens of those times were being 
um, laced with blessings. So, so let me ask you kind of on that ready side of things, you know, because a, a lot of this podcast that I've done has been with educators who are thinking or doing different. Right. And so they're they're innovating, they're preparing for the future. They see out or in a lot of ways prior to the pandemic, there was just a discontent of like with the status quo. And I think very few, if any educators I know now at this point in time, want to even hold on to the status quo. We want some normalcy. We want some, you know, kind of commonality or just some common, just natural you know, what, what would be normal. But I think most educators at this point in time, like, you know what, innovative, let's get ready. Let's get moving. We've learned some lessons. Let's go forward. We know that we can amplify things on, on digital platforms, but we know, like you said, nothing can replace the in-person face-to-face learning together. Um, so when you think about that ready side of things, the, the three things that you said, what would you encourage educators in that well that's what with your visit you know your team visit with lynn swanner and her work your work your team's work with the flourishing schools and what you know what are indicators of being strong and thriving um those just really resonated with me because of um ultimately the spiritual aspects of our kids when they're alumni, and that means the year after graduation and moving forward into their futures, that that they um, feel called and that um, they are continuing their relationship with the Lord and capitalizing on the the, the anointing that He has for each of them. Um, well, she had mentioned the major takeaways um, are that leaders, that teachers. Um, are oriented toward best practices and that they keep that that learning stance and when kids sense that from them then again that's what helps build that foundation of lifelong um, spiritual aspects for them and then that we do um, that we're ready in terms of an in tune to kids' needs and that we address their learning needs whether they're high performing or whether they're struggling um, and academically, you know, as as well as socially, emotionally, um, just again, having some targeted interventions in place. And then I loved what she had said about her table analogy of, of engaging the community. And that includes, again, the kids that just graduated as well as our current students and their families, but a number of, you know, the nonprofits and and obviously the neighboring school districts. And again, that was such a blessing back in 2020 and it continues to be um, of of how we have to network so closely um, with others to help um, us continue to be ready and poised for whatever next challenges come our way or celebrations. Yeah. And, and that, that podcast with Lynn is one of my favorites. And then, you know, she's written the book with Andy Wolf on flourishing schools and the, the research that she's done with Matt Lee and team, you know, on flourishing schools index, there's some great information there. And I'm wondering because you've had a broad background, right. And especially over the last few years, you know, you've been, you know, um, working in inclusion, um, you, you're director of learning now and, and the, the one point she makes in there is that when students are in a multidimensional um, community of belonging and a learning community of 
students of all abilities or many abilities, maybe not all abilities, but more abilities than just kind of the narrowness that, that when they interact with people of many different sorts of abilities, that, that their actual well-being, their personal well-being, and then their religious commitments are more significant over the long run. Mm-hmm. How, I mean, like, what are your reflections on that as you've worked on inclusion services, as you've built some of those things out as the director of learning that says, hey, you know what, go for it, delve into this, build a, a learning community that values belonging for more students? Well, that's what um, I'm so thankful for the opportunity that I've had. I, I, I joke with our superintendent that even though I was at the neighboring rivalry public school system, that I was I had my preconceived notions about the way they were doing things at the at across the tracks at the private school. And so and that I was judgmental. And so but um, praise the Lord, I've been proven otherwise. And yes, in my training, I was a dual cert special education teacher. Once a teacher, always a teacher. I taught at both the middle levels and um, fifth grade for a number of years before I got into administration at the high school level and then ultimately the kindergarten through fifth grade level for the last dozen years um, prior to retirement. But similar to what, again, now um, later in the fall when we got back from the the 2020 kickoff, um, Dave Mulder, the professor um, and blogger, um, he had talked about in his um, No More Crappy Homework (laughs) episode, that's where the reflection really came through and then the elements that Lynn had talked about. But I was able to then incorporate that as a teacher um, last year into my, I taught junior high math and, you know, for kids that had pretty um, severe learning difficulties. And so you can imagine already the journey they had been on then the last, the prior year and a half. And, um, and so I, I built into that math course, not only the, the key, the essential standards that they needed to learn and, and get, get, mastery of, but also then the teaching for transformation um, reflective practices. And so, um, you know, it's again back to the relationships of just um, establishing credibility with the kids and then, you know, having high standards of expectations, but also to build in um, some assessments, formative and summative, where where they can do their own um, reflecting, and um, you know, to the definitely the invitation for them to think deeply about the intricacy of our Lord's creation and His great design beyond math or in any other academic areas, but um, including knowing their purpose within His grand purpose. Um, including their actions so that they can continue to develop insight and effectiveness in the future. And so through the different projects that we did, I, they could self-design some of them, but it was the the real world, real issues, real needs. And, you know, definitely you could tell they made some progress in, in, in healing and in recognizing their areas of strength. 
so let me, as we close up, you know, a little bit of our time together. And, and these are the thing I love about these podcasts is it's never the end of a conversation, right? It's the continuation of years of conversations personally, individually, but then as professionally. And then, you know, hopefully it'll be, you know, additive to the larger conversation as we go forward. But when you think about some of these reflections and some of these podcasts and some of these things that you've heard and you talk about the relationships, the reflective practice and being ready, what, what might be some last, we did a podcast series on what's next. So I always go to that one. And like for you, you know, as you kind of are in this end of your career stage, but still not letting go fully yet and probably maybe never will, but it is that place like what would be your encouragements or what would be your reflections on, you know what, the encouragement to young teachers who, you know, maybe haven't experienced a normal school year or, you know, or like, you know what, are stepping into the career. I talk to your younger self in this and say, hey, you know what, if, 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 here's some, here's some thoughts. So give me, give me some reflections or ideas on that. Isn't this interesting with you not knowing how I had prepared? Um, that's the Holy Spirit prompting, right? You asked the perfect question because that's what I had landed on with, with some of my notes was um, definitely the innovativeness and leadership and, um, and it all comes down to love, you know, the homework of heaven, the attribute of God himself, and it's our greatest form. Of, of spiritual warfare, right? The action of love. And again, some of the best ways to do that is through mentoring. And that's been a component of my responsibility this year is to pay, play catch up with the induction and orientation of, of the new teachers that we hired over the last um, two years. And there are 40 of them. And so, just again that's what with your issues your episodes that talked about the leadership lessons from ted lasso or the ones of becoming more human um, and being able to recognize the the new young teachers and then the aging ones it's it's just to continue to help leverage leadership and mentor up and and so that's what i've been really concentrating on and then i'm excited in our district we started a new program called be the one and that's where some retired teachers in the community but just general community members are volunteering one hour per week for one student um, we're matching them with with the students and it started in the public school setting and in our six local districts have all implemented it and we did we did so in the middle of the or the start of the pandemic which is a miracle in itself so love be innovative and then make sure that you're keep taking care of yourself with the sabbath of getting adequate rest and worship in your life Oh, Becky, this is incredible. These are fun conversations for me to have. Thank you for your time. And I, I hope that this is not the end of, of, of the podcast series that maybe we get to do on reflecting on things that we're learning and discovering. And then even just, you know, sharing that with, um, you know, younger teachers, teachers who, who need that encouragement to keep going, that there is there are good days ahead and there are great things happening. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing your many gifts with all of us. It's been an inspiration to say the least.
Thanks, Becky.